I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. So it feels like I've been a while. I've been on this, not been on the hosting in, in a while. So we've got a brilliant lineup tonight, starting with Gallant Few's favourite, Andy. How are you, Andy? I wouldn't say favourite. I think uh, all I need to do is talk about Rabbi Matondo and that'll quickly change. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate the, the warm welcome, Mason. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> I'm being kind, mate. I'm being kind. We've also got a special guest tonight, Victoria from Glasgow Rangers Nation. Thanks for coming on, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking me to come on. I'm really, oh, I see the comment popping up from Glasgow Rangers Nation there. Yeah, I'm excited to be on with you guys. It's the first time I get to meet you. So I appreciate you taking the time to bring me on here and chat about Rangers. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're here to do. But Victoria, before we go in to talk to about, about Rangers, I want to ask you about NASA because uh, yeah. it's an event I've always wanted to go to, to be honest. Obviously, we were talking sort of up there and I've got family that, that live in Canada and uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's an event I've always wanted to go to. So, yeah, how was that? How did you find that this year? It was incredible. We had so much fun. Um, so many great people came out to it. I always say NARS is one of those things that even if you go to by yourself, you're going to make a friend while you're there and you're going to end up being friends with that person for the rest of your life. And then you're going to see people that maybe you haven't seen in quite a long time either, which is really, really great. We also have some fantastic guests that come along. Um, Willie Henderson was one of them. So that was nice to see him. Such an amazing Rangers legend. And I will warn you, if you do want to come to NARSA, you'll get like the NARSA bug and you'll have to come the next year and the year after and the year after that. So hopefully we'll see you in New York City for next year. There was, I remember there was one at, at Vegas. When's when's the next one at Vegas? That sounds like a, a good one to go to. Who knows, but there's a vacancy available, I think, three years from now. They start to pick the next place because we always do it two years in advance. And the Vegas that we had was actually last year. And oh, my gosh, 1,300, something like that, Rangers fans invading Vegas. Could you imagine? You had to be there just to feel all the energy, the pool parties. It was incredible. And, you know, we do things as a group. So you go in groups to these places. And you'll always see people with Ranger shirts on. And even if you don't know them, you know that, oh, I can go and have a drink with that person because they're they're one of us. So it's always it's always something. But Vegas is what a party. <laughs> <laughs> no, it look, looks incredible. Hopefully that's the climate. Hopefully Colin can treat the Gallant Few podcast. They are Colin, if you're listening, mate, I know you've just uh, absolutely shut yourself. I think but, that's uh, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold him to it. But, but Andy, we'll start with, uh, go back to, to talking about you know, Rangers this this season. Um, last night there was a fans forum at New Edmiston House. Um, there's so many talking points through this and Colin done a really good uh, morning show uh, going through many of them today. And I 
sort of picked out a few. And if there's any more in the comments people want us to talk about, then please let us know. But Andy, I'll come to you on the the one that, that stuck out for me, probably the big one, was stadium expansion and uh, the opportunity to to get the corners, them corners uh, filled in. Um, even if it's, you know, I think originally we thought it was going to be a lot cheaper than, than what it was. The club had to come out and, and clarify that. But yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, the chance to, to get more seats. And for me, Ibrox is, is a fantastic stadium for us, but it's just, it's clearly too small. You know, the way the club's going and the, the, the season ticket, um, you know, 10,000 on the waiting list is simply too small. No, we like to think, you know, that lots of clubs have the more than a club mentality. Rangers is embodied by that. Our fans are second to none worldwide. We were just talking about Narsa, that shows the whole, that, that tells you the whole perspective, you know. Um, I think it's something that would be brilliant for the club. Um, the thing I always look at is, and I think we always have to do across every degree of is it footballing on the pitch, off the pitch, where our club is, we need to look at how much things are going to cost. Um, we've not got Sir David money with his infinite pockets or infinite in quotations because it was not infinite as we found out in the future um we just need to make sure that anything we're doing we're we're not affecting potentially the the the, the club going forward i think it's definitely something that's been talked about for years um i think it's like it would be a great thing for the club having more bodies in the stadium a better atmosphere you know because there'd be people that be would bite your hand off to get a season ticket you know, I'm happy when they, they put in the, the the seat sub because I think that's a really good idea. If you're not going to make it to a game, then there's a long list of people who will love to get your ticket for that game. Um, and I think the, the pros would be incredible. We just need to, as I said, along with every signing that gets thrown about every window, what is the money? Where are we financially? And that needs to be the number one factor in the situation. It's all right. I think that's a really good point. That's and Callum, good point. And Callum. We're getting a little bit of feedback there, but Callum's just going to get players in and fill the corners in each season. I think I think that for me is the big one. I do want us to get this, you know, the stadium, you know, expanded. We're losing. If you compare us to the other side of the city, they've got ten thousand, you know, more seats. It's more match day revenue, more season tickets. It just gives them more money straight away. But the big one for me for next season is we get. A team on the park that can win us trophies. I think that's got to be the main thing, whatever we do this summer. I definitely agree with you guys there. And I think the fact that, that Andrew also mentioned there, you have to make sure there is enough money in the club so you're not going to put yourself into a little bit of a dangerous situation. We want to see great players coming through. And there always is those tickets to games that everybody can't make every game. So if you have a ticket that happens to be available, let one of your friends know or put it up online and say, listen, this is what I have. Would someone else like to use it? And it will always be picked up because like you said yourself, there is about 10,000 plus people waiting for tickets, for a season ticket. And that just shows how big Rangers is growing. I remember I read something recently um, from one of our players that's hopefully coming in. And he said that Rangers is a club that no matter what football club you're in in the world, you know about Rangers. And that just shows how big it's gotten over all the years. I mean, you have Rangers fans all over the world. Like I said, I attend NARSA. We have people all over here that travel and use those little tickets. Obviously they might not have a season ticket, but they do use those little tickets from other people. So filling in those corners, as long as it's 
in the budget in the appropriate way and they can do it safely, that would make a huge, huge difference for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And, uh, you know, it was they're also looking at the possibility of lowering the peak. Um, but that would mean, you know, the time that would take would be, would be probably playing at Hamden for a while, and that's none of something none of us want to do. So um, no, but it's good that, yeah. that Benny and, and Bizgrove have gone in there and are, are looking at these things. I think they're they're definitely stamping their mark. Andy, another thing I want to touch on as well is um, the board have said that they expect Tybrooks to be the most accessible across the UK for disabled fans. This was one that I think you know was was taken too lightly in years gone by, and you see at the AGM how important that was. But it looks like things are you know, in the motion and, and hopefully for next season, that's going to be vastly improved. It's good that we're uh, we're no longer kicking things down the road. Um, we're finally starting to answer some of the questions that fans have been asking for a long time. Um, it's uh, certainly good that we're getting more face-to-face, -face, you know, conversations with the people who run the club um, because when you just get guys who don't answer to anybody, you know, I know it's they own the club, but it's just as much our club as their club. Um, it's good to it's good that we're getting listened to now. I think I have to give a lot of credit to James Bisgrove, um, because I know a lot of people have had mixed opinions on, but but he's putting himself in the firing line now. He's he's been open. He's been transparent with the fans. He's certainly given the, the fans opportunities to come and tell him what they want to be. Tell him what they wanted to say to him to his face, which is good. I mean, it, it, again, it's promoting a lot of good fan interaction. Um, and given where we have been in terms of fan interaction in recent years, it's a, it's a, it's a much better place than we were years gone by. Yeah, absolutely. Victoria, just another thing I see last night as well is the the Watersmith statue is, is close to completion. That's I think that's another really yeah. good thing that we would have done and. Yeah, what, what's your thoughts on, on that, you know, coming available soon? Yeah, so I think that's absolutely great. They need to do something to commemorate people that have really made big footprints within Rangers. I don't know what the statue is going to look like, if it's going to be a bigger statue, like a full-length one, if it's just going to be, like, from the shoulders up. But personally, I really hope it's going to be somewhere near the front of the stadium where fans can come up and take pictures, pay their respect, and... I believe they're also in contact with Walter's family as well and kind of doing it in conjunction with him and uh, the family because I think that's really important, keeping that in mind because that's something that their family members throughout the years who Walter even didn't get to meet will come to him and be like, look at this legend that was in our family. Let's pay respect. Let's pay an honour to what he built. So I think that's honestly so incredible and I can't wait to get my picture taken with it either. No, that's it. I think I think we, you know, Andy, we were saying off off air there, saying you know, sort of age and times of watching mm -hmm. Rangers. Smith is is Mr. Rangers for me, and I think as you said, Victoria, there to go and get your picture taken with that statue for someone, you know, that's just as I said, Mr. Rangers. I think it's a you know excellent thing from the board, and I'm looking forward to that um, going out. I think I think they're just you know picking what he wears and and how he looks, but for me, it's just one, yeah. the one hand with the trophy. And yeah, that's the one I always yeah. think of uh, of Walter Smith. But um, but Andy, last thing, but then on the on the fan forum because I know we've got lots of transfers to talk about uh, as always. Um, sporting director, uh, apparently we're close to to, to appointing a sporting director. I think you was on previously, and I think you said you, you was the one that was touting David Weir. If I if I'm if I'm not wrong, but 
Is there anyone else or you've seen any names linked that you'd like to see that job? And, and another question I'll ask both of you as well is, do we need one? Well, do we need one's the interesting point because there's no point in having a hood, hood I want if, uh, if we don't need one in the first place. Um, I'm happy that I think we, we had a, a chat in the group chat during the week and I can't remember it was, but it looks like most of the signings that we're making this window are Michael's decisions. Which is good because that is having the the managers has the final say on these things. Um, I, I'm I wasn't a big fan of Ross Wilson. I don't think anyone was as a director of football. Um, for having a kind of sporting director to do the similar roles, the similar um, roles then then uh, we need to make sure that Michael's still getting a say on things that will affect the first team. Um, I know the sporting director seems to have a wider job area in terms of maybe youth development, the women's team, um, um, how we can promote the, the brand via the, the the club on the pitch, um, so, so on and so forth. It's, it seems like it's a, a bigger area than just director of football. Um, I said Davy Weir, but it's kind of hard to say that we're going to take anyone from Brighton in any shape or form. Brighton are they're just doing everything correct in football they now. They are doing everything I'd, I'd love our club to do, you know, signing, signing players that maybe don't look the best on paper, but I've got a lot of upside developing them properly, selling them on and so on and so forth. The cycle continues. Um, there was a lot of names kind of chucked about. I was seeing that in the chat during the week. It seemed like there was a big ramp up in the talk of a director, uh, a sporting director coming in during the week. Some of the names were thrown about. Um, one I seen that I instantly thought, no chance, I don't want him, was Carlos Bocanegra, which is a shame because I liked I liked Carlos. He was one of those guys that kind of gave his gave gave the, the club um, some real help during the tough times. But from what I've seen from Atlanta United fans, that's kind of the first test, same, similar to when Ross Wilson goes to Nottingham Forest. I'm sure the Nottingham Forest fans are looking at seeing how we reacted to losing him and us going, thank the Lord he's gone kind of proves how we felt about him. Atlanta United fans are thinking the same. I guess I kind of look at, I'm quite good at looking across all kind of leagues of football. Atlanta United was a real solid team in the MLS a couple of years back. He seems to be the one, it's ever since he's come in control of it, they took a real dip and that's concerning. I don't think it's he's the right man for the job. We've seen a couple of, Craig Moore was an interesting one I've seen a few, a few weeks back. But you get a KB from Hearts, so I don't know how I feel about that. I think he was for a a sporting director, a similar position at Hearts a few years back, and I don't think they were interested in them. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, again, everything that Michael's doing for me is perfect at the minute. I, I have not a bad word to say about Michael and what he's done for the club so far, as long as he's getting the, the same amount of sway and signings or whatever the sporting director's coming to him on, then I'm fine. It's... Uh, it's certainly exciting times for the club. Um, I'm not concerned that we're maybe looking to appoint one. Um, I know that if people are questioning, do we need one at all? But modern football, you kind of do need one. Yeah. And that's the thing, Victoria. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Owen just put it in the, the chat there and said, you know, a big club, every big club need one. And I do agree with that. I think, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's unrealistic to think that Michael Bill can coach the team, watch games, you know, get them ready for opposition and then go and fly out and talk to players and get the day. It's just so unrealistic. But is there anyone you'd like to see come in and fill that role? 
So we had a chat about this um, through like Glasgow Rangers Nation on our chat the other day as well. And we basically came to the decision that we don't care who it is that comes in. If you're qualified for the job and you can do the job correctly, then come give it a shot. I mean, I don't think it has to be, it'd be great if it was a Rangers man, someone that really understands the team. But when you really think about it, if someone else is more qualified for it, um, why not? Why not bring in somebody from the outside? Who, I'm not sure, because like that's not my expertise to, to go there and pick the people. I mean, there might be some diamonds in the rough that people know about that, that I don't even know about. So I think it's a great thing to have a sporting director. Um, we definitely need to let the people do the job and do it right. And that's all I can say with that one. Yeah, no, that's it. I think, as Andy just said there as well about, about Ross Wilson, that you look through the most of it, you know, his time at the football club and we did have success obviously to start with, but as it, as it were on it, it just, just wasn't good enough. And you're absolutely spot on. I've seen a lot of people just wanting it to be someone that's got an association with us, but I don't care. As long as they do the job, you're absolutely spot on there. Andy, then we'll come on to, to a little bit of transfer talk. And um, Malik Tillman's been sort of talk of the summer. Um, it's a debate every day I see on, on Twitter. I think uh, people want to sign him, some don't. But I think, you know, that's been confirmed that he, he won't be coming back. First of all, the player... Tillman, are you disappointed, regardless, you know, another five, six million, are you disappointed that he won't be here next season? Do you feel like he would, would be someone that could really contribute to a to a Rangers team going forward? Uh, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, Malik, at times the season, felt a bit like Kent, in my opinion, in that he can be top of the world, fan favourite one week, and then if he has a, he's off the ball next week and he looks about as far away from form as you can think of, um, there were some questions made about is he a is he a big game player? We didn't see enough of him in the Celtic games. Um, I know he t he picked up a knock in one of them in the cup final, um, but I think I justified it at the time by saying you know he's a big talent and you need to pay big to play at the big tables. There's like at the poker table you need to buy in big to win big. Um, in terms of you'd be paying a, a quite a substantial fee for a guy his age to hopefully a few years down double it triple it you know. Um, it, it looks it look, it look good on paper if you're gonna get fifteen million if you spend five. It's not too. It looks pretty decent, but we've seen the kind of players like that who are brilliant when they when they when they're on that top form, that top confidence. Um, but the Rangers, you need to be at that top form every week. It doesn't matter if if you might be brilliant against Benfica away in a Europa League group, but if you're not doing it against Motherwell at Fir Park, then at the end of the day, you're not going to be a success at Rangers. We, Rangers is it's one of those clubs where you can see players from down south come up and find that they are just not cut out for the Scottish game. And it, it's happened. Some people just do get found out. That's the thing. Um, but for 20, I think 20-ish, you know, £5 million, it was a big gamble. Um, but I know if Bayern or no, other fans then... <laughs> It seems like they're going to go with that instead. So and it's unfortunate. I'll keep an eye on his career. He seemed to enjoy himself in Glasgow. So good luck to him the rest of his career. Yeah, it, it is one. And Victoria, what, what do you think of this? I actually think it's good business. I think we again, you know, especially me and Andy, they've just you know said that disappointed was Ross Wilson. But see if we do get a million pound for a player that wasn't ours, 
um, because they've cancelled the transfer. And then we've got an actual 10% sell-on. Um, I think that's really good business. For me, I'll, I'll be honest, obviously, what, first of all, what's your thoughts on, on Malik Tillman? But I've got the feeling that Malik Tillman never really wanted to be here next season. I think he was always looking at a, a, a big five league, in, in my opinion. Yeah, you know what? I like the guy. Um, when he did the job, he did the job. But like Andrew's saying, when he didn't, he didn't. And we need players on the team that are going to show up for every single game. Um, there's a quote I'm going to read a little bit later from Sam Lammers that kind of relates to this as well. But if you're not if you're not in it, the same almost the same sort of thing as we've seen um, Alfredo towards the end. It's like he became distant and so distant, and he just he he was just there. His head wasn't in it, and that could be a sort of the same situation. If we get a bit of money. Um, for Tillman, I think that'd be fantastic. If you're not in it, here's the door because someone else is going to happily come in and replace you on the best football team in the world. That's it. That's your absolute spot. I never I think that, yeah, you might well go down to the Premier League, and uh, but he won't play for a bigger football club right now. I don't care where he goes. Yeah, top five league. And that's what I keep sort of hearing lately. That's you turn on. Talk, talk, Sky. That's what anyone you know want to talk about. But um, I think he'll look back on it and he'll say that he, you know, he took it took him by surprise um, how big we were. And yeah, he's only twenty. But when you're playing for us, don't matter how old you are, we need you to do the business, as, as both of you have just said there. Andy, moving it on then to Sam Lammers. I, I don't think we've since he's signed, we've we've discussed him sort of. You know, because I think obviously where Sunday was talking about the youth. So, first of all, what would you make of this this signing, Andy? Is, is that one that excites you? Apparently, around three and a half million. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on on Sam Lammers? I think it's a good sign. Um, again, it fits right into that build profile, that kind of reclamation project. If we can get the same amount of goals, or close to the same amount of goals as he had at Heronbeen in his, his younger days. Um, then we'd be on a real, real star. Um, he certainly seems up for the challenge. Anything I've seen from him, he certainly looks like he's ready for the upcoming season. Um, looks happy with everything that Michael's obviously been telling him about the club and how uh, how he'll be deployed in the future. Um, I am happy. I think that a lot of people are making a a big deal of the lack of goals and the the kind of previous seasons, but we've seen. Cantwell was about as far away from a high goal or assist producing player before he made the move to Rangers and look how brilliant he's been. I think with Michael, he seems to just have a way with being able to coach a player back to the best of their ability. Um, and if we can get Sam Lammers to be anywhere close to that heading of season, as I said, where he's sticking in goals, he's confident, he's firing all cylinders, then I think it's real good business. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, Victoria, what's your thoughts on, on Sam Lambers? I'll be honest, when, when I first see his name linked and the, f- the first thing we all do is look at his numbers for his previous clubs, that is that is what you do. And I've got to be honest, I've sort of looked at them and gone, uh-oh, um, I've seen this <laughs> before. But, you know, we've I think someone's just put it in the chat there. It's Teddy Bears yeah, said that look, the new signings and, you know, for Bill's first two signings and the quality, I think that's where I've got, you know, you sort of go back and say, right, Todd Cantwell didn't score or assist in two years before coming to us. So if Bill sees something in him, it's something we've just got to, you know, we've got to back and, and let him get on with it. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he knows what he's doing when he's picking players. Um, sometimes I kind of have to remind myself, maybe these players have been at the wrong club that have been not the right fit for them. And that maybe that team that they were with wasn't jiving the same way to allow them to produce what they should be able to produce. Um, I think Sam could possibly be great. I know we've all looked at his goals and we've thought, oh, maybe not. <laughs> and we started thinking about the stats, but I'm all about giving a player a chance. And there's a quote, and I was reading this online earlier uh, from Sam, and he says, I think the attacking style of Rangers fits me. Of course, Rangers have to win every game, especially in the league. So this fits me very well. That shows me that this guy is coming in with a mindset of a Rangers player, someone that knows the stake for this season. I mean, every one of us, everyone with the chat knows that we have to go into the season to win this season and to bring home trophies. And our players need to have the same mindset, whether that's just being said for the papers to, uh, to spice things up a little bit. But I truly believe that if you're actually coming into the team and you have that sort of mindset, that you can accomplish anything that you want to and you're willing to put in the hard work and the dedication. So I don't know, actions speak louder than words. So let's bring on those first couple of games and, and see how well he does. I'm never one to, to judge a book by his cover. No, you're absolutely spot on there. And if you can't for us straight away, I, I won't. You know, all them thoughts are gone. Um, that, that, that's, that's it. And I think Aldo sums it up really well there. Andy, but just, just on Lammers there, where, where do you see him playing for us? Because, there's again, that's been a little bit of a debate whether he goes and plays. I, I see him more of a sort of Ryan Kent replacement um, playing maybe off off the number nine. I'm sort of watching him and I, I just don't seem to think he's a, an out-and-out out number nine. But... Where do you think he will fit into this this system that, that that you know I think is quite exciting? We'll see. But obviously, with with the amount of players that are coming in, that, that Bill's going to play next season. It's an interesting one. Um, Michael's kind of been hinting to a change in style of play. Um, at times, we've seen kind of two strikers up front. We've seen kind of Sakala and. And, and Joel like it's a kind of kind of drifting more wide and Joel like kind of sitting to the middle. Um, I think it's it's a case of where does Michael see his kind of forward line being? Who's he? Who's he's gonna? Who's gonna be his, uh, the guys he's gonna trust and rely on up front to produce um, goals, assists, so on. Um, I think you're right. He seems to be. He could probably be better off for kind of that Kent role. Um, I'm happy with he seems to be quite solid on the ball. He's just not a big lump that's going to go and sit in the box and try and get straight, uh, try and get goals. Um, I'm happy that it was the same with Seldesos when I seen clips of him. He seemed to be, although he was quite strong on the ball, similar to Alfie, um, seemed to be quite composed with the ball at his feet, able to get his head up, a wee bit of dribbling, some good passing, which I think is good. I think you kind of need to have have a, a, a kind of multi tooled um, striker, not just sticking the ball in the net because you're not always going to get that chance to fall to you. You might need to create for somebody else, kind of craft it, a chance from nothing. Um, you know, the way that Scottish football is, it's uh can be quite crammed in the box. You need to be able to work a wee bit of yard of space with the ball at your feet. Um, I think that I'm kind of happy with the kind of strikers, Dessers and Lammers have both kind of been linked with the kind of technical, the, the good technical upside just as much as finishing um again especially with Dessers, it's similar with the 
maybe not as many goals in the last few seasons, but he certainly is a case where the team he was at certainly didn't give him a lot of chances to be a prolific striker. I mean, they get relegated. Um, I I just think that Michael's he's gonna have to. I think he will be. Will we see a different side of Rangers that we we haven't seen? And I'm looking forward to it because again, as I said, with transfers and anything he says, I'm just I'm happy with Michael. He's not put a foot wrong with me. Um, I think especially Rangers fans were one foot in the wrong direction and then the fans can turn um, and we're quite quick to judge. Um, but he's certainly done a good job of staying well in my good books. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I back him. No, yeah, well, it's definitely exciting. That's the interesting thing. I think Lammers comes in, I think he's six foot three. You've got Sterling that's six foot two. Uh, obviously, Jack Butland's six foot five. Obviously, a goalkeeper. You got Kieran Dow's over six foot. Um, so I think he's going a certain way. But obviously, they're all technical players as well. And I, and I think, especially when we play in that Champions League last season, I know we had horrific injuries, and I don't want to bring that up again. But if you look at the, you know the level goes up in, in technical quality, but physical as well. There's some big physical teams, and I think at times, especially them Champions League games, we we were bullied and. Um, you know, that, that can't happen. But Victoria, there, uh, Andy just said there, Dessas was the other one I wanted to come on to. I feel like this is one day it's happening, next day it's not happening. Um, it's it's one yeah. that I feel like it's going to keep dragging on. But, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I really like the look of him. He's one that I know he's 28, but I, I think he's, he, he's, you know, perfect to come in. And um, I wouldn't really say a Morelos replacement because Morelos hasn't been Morelos for, for we've not had a proper number nine. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on uh, Dessa's maybe maybe coming in to fill that void? So I don't know too much about um, what he's done in the past. He's kind of like a new player that I'm just slowly getting to know. Um, I'm not much one to watch other teams other than Rangers. And then I look at the stats, like like Sam. He was one that I didn't really know, but then I started looking at the stats. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see how well we like him. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I've seen some things saying out that, oh, he's keen to come to Rangers. And then I've read other things saying, oh, the deal's dead. And I'm like, can you pick a side, please? Because we really would like to know so we can get our ducks in a row over here. <laughs> They're making the podcast world very difficult for this certain player. But you know what? This is going to be something that I don't think we're going to know until last minute. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I agree. I think this is one that's going on. Um, you know, I think his, his current club want 
a lot more money than we're willing to pay for a 28 year old and, and i get that i feel like if he really wants to if he really wants to be it is something that's gonna you know we know what we're like um but the problem is i think we go back 30th of of uh due back back to pre-season and that we we need these players in as soon as possible especially andy where bill spoke about his number nine he spoke about specific player uh in january and said we couldn't get him this month we're going to get him in the summer i in my head maybe wrong um so what's your thoughts on on that obviously putting maybe putting all, all his eggs in in one basket i think this is this is a this is the most important signing for me uh, of the window yeah i think it's it can be undermined how important a striker is for any club i mean everybody ideally wants a striker who's going to bang in lots of goals but they don't come cheap it's rare that they come cheap um i was worried in january it was going to be lyndon dykes um was the guy he was looking for um I mean, he certainly does all right for Scotland, but the way it's Scotland to set up is so much different to the way the Rangers are set up. Um, I don't think it would be right. And he also did say that he wasn't interested in any of his QPR players, although we know that Michael is sometimes prone to a little go back on himself in comments, he says. Um, I don't know. It is interesting to see that we, we, are, we, are, we are interested. We are interested. But... Um, there's so many conflicting stories. The Italian sources saying no, he's not interested. Some of them are then getting debunked. Um, <laughs> as they say, the only only way we're certain is when we see them with a the scarf above their head. Um, I, I I'd I'd like to see them personally sign for Rangers. Um, I was kind of I had that moment of sadness when they were all linked with the Vukas, and then it was quickly squashed. I mean, eight million is a lot of money. I know strikers, as I just said, are it's hard to come by a cheap striker who's going to bang in a lot of goals. And eight million is a lot of money for for Rangers Football Club, especially when you spend seven million on Ryan Kent and then piss it down the drain. I'm never going to let Rangers get away with that. It's infuriating to think about. But um, yeah, if it's Dessers and and we're going to keep fighting until we get it done or until we we can't go any further in price. Um, then just need to wait and see. Um, that's the thing with the media; you never know. And and the the best, the best way to know is when they have that scarf above their head. So until then, they'll continue to sit on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't mention Lind Lyndon Dyke. So I think the comments might just blow up. Uh, to be honest, um, but uh, I was listening to Heart and Hand today, and they said there's no interest in Dyke. So everyone can take a take a, a ref of uh, relief there um but david t there just said uh Dessers has already said he wants to stay in italy apparently um well again it's the it's who you believe but that's been apparently that's nonsense so as you both have said we'll have to wait and see how that plays out but victoria the next player i want to talk about and again i feel like this one is another one that's that's going to drag on and on is uh Cipuentes, who plays in the MLS. I don't know if you've actually seen him and watched too much of the, the MLS out there, but um, he played two games in twenty just over 24 hours. Um, so if, if the signing was imminent, then I don't think the Rangers officials will be too happy with that. But um, is he someone that you've, you've watched or, and, and know about? So I don't watch a lot of MLS. I'll be honest, when, when you compare MLS to the Scottish football, it's night and day the way that the players are trained, the way that they play. I almost like, I worry that 
the people that are on our side of the country, can they actually keep up with the way that the Scottish players play? And Scottish players, I mean like anyone that's playing on a team in Scotland. So I worry a little bit about that, but I've also heard great things about him. So I'm not willing to knock the guy down. Do I think he's gonna join Rangers? Right now I'm at like 90% of a chance that I think he's gonna end up coming. Um, hopefully that announcement will come maybe in the next few weeks if we're lucky. But there's been so much kind of like swirling around him. It'd almost be a waste now not to have him. It, it does. That's the worry. That's the one. We do it as a support. Yeah. We get excited. We go on about a player and and it's, you know, there's we don't know if it's, it's happening or not. But um, yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with the MLS. I mean, again, I don't watch sort of too much of it. I've had a couple of friends that have gone out and played in America and I think it is heavy heavy fitness um and, and technical mm. it's not, not so much but something that i have seen of sifuentes he does look like he he can play as well andy what's your what's your thoughts on sifuentes i think that again there's seeing it in the comments there's a lot of fans that that want to get him in but um have you have you seen much of him uh, as well the key thing that i kind of the first thing i seen which made was a big positive for me was the brighton link because as i said the brighton they're doing everything to a top standard at the minute in terms of the player recruitment um, and to be linked with Brighton is a, a, a high thing to, to promote about yourself you know that the, the kind of players that they they go about to acquire um, where they think they can develop the, the upside that they think the player has oh, can develop them correctly um, that's that's uh, that says something um, I think he is doing pretty well for LAFC well for LAFC yeah as I said, there the MLS is an interesting style of football. Um, we talked, we were talking off here about Scotty Arfield going to Charlotte. That's just been um, announced for play. Well, well done, Scotty. We'll keep an eye on him. Um, he does seem to have more than just what the league's quality is asking. He seems to be a player that is a standout for the team. Um, one of the clips I seen was actually of the MLS commentary saying Jose Cifuentes keep an eye on him because he's not going to be here for very long um if we could sign him uh i mean the upside to some they were linked with brighton was 15 million which is if we just have that money to selling on somebody that's brilliant that's exactly what we need that's the kind of rocket fuel for the future bringing in a replacement sell on again rinse recycle um it's a that's the kind of upside signing that i like to as he is linked with um and with Michael, I think every player's got the best chance of developing into their, their best player that they can be um, at our club. Um, and that's just going to be perfect for the, the future of our team. Yeah, it's interesting one, Sifuan says, because as you said there, Brighton were previously linked. I think he was really close to joining Porto as well. And I think obviously his contract's running out and, and it, I've got no doubt that we're trying to get a pre-contract done first and then trying to get a fee down like we did with Raskin and, and Campwell. But I think they said on the, on the open market, if he's under contract, they want seven, eight million. Um, so there's, listen, there's obviously a, a player there. Um, so yeah, I do hope it's one that, that we end up going to get. But um, I think, as we've said, it's going to be one that, that, that drags on. Victoria, another one uh, that, that I want to come to mm -hmm. as well is Jonathan uh, Panzo. Um, he's uh, currently at Nottingham Forest. He was on loan last season at, at Coventry. Um, this one, this one feels like it's going to be interesting because he can play left back as well um so it might mm -hmm. depend whether Paul Barisic leaves or 
Ben Davis. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Are they two players that you'd like to see us keep or or move on? Um, so Barisic, I, I quite like him as a player. I just hope he can show up and keep up. That's the main thing, because I know that we all have this mentality of next season, what we see. And, and I, I'll be honest, whoever has to leave the team, if your mindset isn't in it, then you can go somewhere will replace you. And then we have people coming in, like you mentioned there, that could probably play anywhere on the field, right? So no matter what player ends up leaving, there's someone that can always replace you. I don't follow like a lot of football outside of Rangers. So I don't know the, the capacity and the backgrounds that they have. But what I do trust is in the people that pick the players. Whoever is within Rangers that's plucking out these guys that say, you know what, I see something in him. And then they're digging into his history and what his goals are in the future. That's what I trust in. Yeah. Now, I think you make a good point there. Mm-hmm. Panzo and and, and played left back in different positions. I think when we go back to last season with injuries, we had we had players that can only play one position. I think Sterling straight away can go and play centre half or right back. If Panzo is another one, he can go and play left back. So I think Bill and, and, and Colin put it in there the chat earlier about building a team like fifty five in terms of physically. But if we go back to that season as well, we had a lot of players that could go and play different positions, especially in that front three as well. So that's something we've really got to got to do again and I hate going back keep going back two years ago to 55 but obviously that's the success we had we need to go and do that again Andy just just on sort of ins and outs um is there anyone else you'd like to see us go and uh, bring in and you know it's been really quiet in terms of players going out I thought I think we all thought that Scott Wright would be going you know that would be a done deal to Preston now unfortunately that's that that's not not happening but you've got Glenn Kamara as well scoring uh, for Finland this week you know, it's it's really slow, but you know, as I said, it's it, the the window has only been open just over a week, but we really do need to start getting players in and and also getting players out. The same football, getting players out of your club is just as hard as getting them in your club. Um, I know with especially Glenn Kamara, he'll not be on a a low wage because we're forgetting he was when he was on fire last year in his Leipzig, he he bossed a midfield that. That had uh, he was beating teams that had Bellingham, who just went to Madrid for a hundred odd million. He's beating you know Kevin Campbell's, you know these these solid operators in the Bundesliga there. Um, but this season he barely is able to deal with a midfield of your Kyle McGuinnesses of Scottish football. <laughs> um, he doesn't look like a star anymore. Um, I think at some points of the season we were, I think if Rangers fans were asked to chuck money into a bucket to give to clubs instead of trying to get a fee off the clubs themselves to take them off our hands, uh, I'm sure we would have jumped at it. He certainly just, it's hard to, to tell what's went wrong with him. Um, again, he does, he does just does seem like he doesn't want to be at the club. Um, seen him all smiley after scoring for Finland's a bit frustrating because you know he, he's enjoying his foot he enjoys his football for the national team but he just seems to not give a damn about playing for Rangers. Um I think he's a player that if we can get off the wage bill for for a, a couple million then again that was for fifty grand it's good money to get a couple mil that looks great but compared to where he was last season in terms of his valuation, same with Kent, same with Morelos. 
um, we've missed out on some real big bucks. Um, it's a it's a weird. It's you could write a book on what's gone wrong with Glenn Kamara. Um, it's it's a, it's a shame. Um, I I can see him going. Uh, Scott Wright, as we said, yeah, Preston seemed to be a done deal, and now it looks dead in the water. Um, I know he's just been married, so well done, Scott. Um, uh, good for, good for you, mate. Um, it's a shame because I like Scott Wright. I, I'm quite as I've discussed in the pod. I seem to like the players. I like the players that nobody else does. <laughs> uh, I'm a firm defender of Matondo, Barisic, and Wright. Um. There's still a player in Matondo. Um, this is your Matondo propaganda part of the podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that we are going to struggle to get some of the guys out. I think a lot of people were chucking Kemar Roof into that kind of bracket of we'll see what we can get for him and just get him off the wage bill. He seems to be quite determined to make a last stand for, for to get into this Rangers team under Bill this season. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what clubs are, are going to be interested in and even some guys maybe ripping up their contracts to for for some compensation just to get them off the wage bill. Yeah, no, and uh, you're absolutely spot on there in terms of Kent Morelos would let go for free when we could have sold him for big money. We was there, we was all desperate for Glenn Kamara to get a long contract new deal. We got a new deal when he completely completely chucked here. Victoria, what's your thoughts on, on Glenn Kamara? And also another one I want to throw in there as well, we played international football this week is Yanis Hadji. Um, is he a, a player that you'd like to see us keep for, for next season? Um, so we'll start with Kamara. I think he, he's a good player, but if we could get a significant amount of money from him, absolutely fantastic. Um, he seems to be declining a little bit. And you don't want to sell players when they're on the, the decline. You want to do it when they're almost at their top and then they start to decline on a different team. That's what you necessarily want. Um, as for Hadji, I mean, the guy didn't get much of an opportunity to play this season, to be honest. And what I saw when I was watching the Instagram stories and stuff like that is this is a player that is willing to put in the work. You've seen like his fitness regimes and I know I'm a bit biased because they'll say, oh, Miss Hadji, blah, blah, blah. And I know Owen's probably rolling his eyes and laughing at me right now, but he, uh, I think he's going to be a good asset to the team because he has his head in the game. Then again, money talks. If you can get good money for a player, then you have to take those opportunities that you can get. But I think maybe give him another year or two with Rangers and then thinking about selling him. Because I think you're going to see, if he does happen to play next season, I think we're going to see a big difference in him. Well, at least I hope we're going to see a big difference in him. Yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting one that if we do get a bid and there's rumours every year about Galatasaray because his dad and has been linked with yeah. Seville as well. Um, so it'll be interesting, as you said, if we do get the money that hits a certain number um, mm -hmm. or it, just continuous rumours. Andy, uh, had some comments on the, the new away top um, is out tomorrow. I didn't get the memo for the new one uh, from you to tonight, but uh, what's your thoughts on the new the new away top out tomorrow morning, uh, if people don't know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a cracker, to, to be honest with you. Shouldn't they couldn't wait another week or two till I get paid. Um, <laughs> skin until the next payday, so I'm going to have to wait. Um so I I think it looks lovely. I'm a big fan of the kind of white tops. I, I really liked her way top this season. Um, again, it was like a kind of throwback. Um, 
So yeah, I, from what I've seen, it looks lovely. Um, I've, I'm I'm a big fan of Castillo's work. I've not had any issues with him personally. I know they kind of get a bad rep, um, but yeah, personally, I'm a fan of the designs we've had. Um, just need to wait and see what the third, fourth, and fifth and sixth strip looks like. <laughs> That's the only thing I'll say is that we seem to have a uh, in the ACDC um kit for this season or whoever. I wonder what band it'll be this year. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think who who what kind of band do you think we could cater to these days? Uh, it's hard that that's there'll be somebody in in the the back the background the Ibrox going, nah, nah, that, that wouldn't work with the audience. Nah, nah. They they've not had a, they've not toured in a while. I wonder if we could get them. Yeah, yeah, we'll go for them. Um, yeah, just it's that's the only wee thing is the the there's a, certainly seems to be. A higher amount of kits being released every season since Castor took over. You've uh, you've just upset uh, Curry there. He loves a bit of ACDC, so uh, you're in his bad books, Andy. But I'm always in his sh- bad books. <laughs> just a shout out there to Jim Sloan for the donation. Thanks so much, Jim. It's it's appreciated. Really, thank you, uh, Victoria. Uh, just just on Scotty Arfield, then um, you know Colin recently done a pod there with with uh, Charlotte. Charlotte FC signed for. Um, I'm so pleased that he won't be playing against us uh, next season because that would be one that I wouldn't like to see. And knowing Scotty Arfield, he'd probably go and nick a goal as well. But um, are you are you disappointed he's not going to be part of the squad next season, or do you just think it's time for to change and uh, and wish him you know all the best? I'm sad that he's not going to be part of next season. I really like the guy. I'm also very happy he's not going to be playing against us. Put him on the other side of the world, my side of the world, that's perfectly fine because I'd be a little bit nervous watching him come into Ibrox and thinking, oh no. He also, he also has like a passion, I think, for Rangers. So it must be hard to play on a team like Rangers and then go to a different team and come up against a team that you probably really actually do truly love deep down and score those goals. But then again, you have to, but gosh, I'm going to miss the guy. And I think a lot of people, I'm watching the comments if anything pops up, but I do think a lot of people will definitely, definitely miss him. But I wish him luck. And that's, it's a good thing. Change is always a hard thing. I mean, we've seen, what was it, like four or five players leave Rangers, including uh, McGregor, which was really, really sad. I mean, he's someone that like, you know, they're going to reach that age where they decide, okay, we are going to retire. But he's also someone that you look at and you're like, oh, well, He's everything that I've ever known. And it feels like you're like a piece of your heart is just coming out watching these people leave. But change is never a bad thing. Change is a good thing. Gives other opportunities for players to come in. And these are players that you could possibly end up loving as much as the players that we're leaving. Yeah, that's it. And and that's that's the challenge for Jack Butland coming in. As you said there with Alan McGregor, that's it. Big shoes to fill, but that's what we yeah. want. Whoever steps Huge. in and <laughs> Be the same for whoever comes in or replaces Arthur as well. Absolutely spot on, Victoria. But but Andy, just just to to wrap it up with a couple of little bit of uh, news from today. Zeb Jacobs has been um, appointed the new academy director. He was previously working at, at the club the last couple of years. Again, another change of position um, under Bisgrove and um, Bennett. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on this one? I listened to him on on YouTube today, and he talks really well. And I think it's a an exciting uh, appointment from the club. He certainly seems to have his finger on the pulse of the game and how football is developing and revolutionising. Um, 
he talked about a lot about when he was at Antwerp. He was looking at the Dutch model and and their youth development. I mean, he was talking about how, like, I think it's one percent of Premier League youth players actually make the Premier League. Where he was talking about fifty percent of he's looked at Altmar and the Eredivisie and seeing that it was something like fifty percent of their under thirteens in the last few years have went on to play for their first team, and it seems like he is a guy who's forefront to the way that football is moving forward. Um, Rangers has prided itself on being a traditional club, um, but to follow football and the way it's going, you need to have guys that are, are having a, 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 their eyes to where the future is going. Um, I think he he's someone that we can rely upon. Um, he certainly talks well. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, I think James is, his role has been superb since he's he stepped up. Um, he's certainly saying all the right things. He's certainly always being, and he's he always has something to say when he these posts about um, people being appointed or moved about positions. Um, I'm happy. I think we're we're taking multiple steps in the right direction in terms of following the way that football is going, the trend that's moving. Um, and that's that's what I want to hear. I don't want us getting bogged down and being left behind. That's it. And, and, and Victoria, just on, on the appointment uh, with the youth players, is there anyone next season you'd like to see get a, you know opportunity? Obviously, we've seen the likes of Lowry, King, McCrory, um, you know, Zach Lovelace get, get a chance as well at the end there. Is there anyone that you really think can kick on next season and, and be a surprise? Because um, I think that we're all looking at new signings and we're all looking at certain positions, but it would be absolutely brilliant if we had someone in that youth department that was ready to come up and, and step up and, and surprise everyone. Victoria, sorry. Sorry, I think I lost you for a quick second there. <laughs> all right. I was wondering I'm going to repeat the question one more time. It disconnected on me. That's no, all right. It's just the, the youth the youth department. Do you think there's anyone that could step up? You know, I've just seen there David Thompson mentioned Bailey Rice, player, big, big fan of mm -hmm. him as well. But obviously, you've got Alex Lowry, Leon King. Uh, do you think anyone can, can come in and, and play next season? I think Lowry would be great. Um, I think it's important to make sure that these youth players know that uh, we, we talked about this in the podcast the other day, there's a pathway to the first team. You don't want to make these youth players think, oh, you know what? I'm never going to get a chance. They're always going to pick people from other teams to come in there. When you have players that have literally worked from being such young kids up the ranks, learning the ins and outs of not just their football for Rangers, but also the way that Rangers work as a whole. So, yeah, it'd be great to give these younger kids an opportunity to be on the pitch for sure. Um, just making sure that they're ready for that and that they can keep up with it. Because the last thing you want is to put on one of these younger players and he gets injured and it wrecks his career. It really hurts him for the long run. So as long as they can keep up and they're ready to make that step forward, definitely, definitely take them. Yeah, definitely. The, the old sign, isn't it? If you if you're old, you're good enough, you're old enough, and, and that's got to be the case. And they can't get mm -hmm. you know thrown in, and uh, that that's definitely got to be it. Um, and then just just to wrap it up, uh, uh, Andy, um, season. How are you feeling about the new season? Um, I think I think there's a lot of optimism um, in the air with with the Rangers fans. I think obviously last night and and, and listening to Bisgrove and his plans, I think has helped. But how are you feeling about next season? You, you're confident that we can, can we can wrestle this title back. 
I feel in the same way I felt heading into that 55 season. Um, and there was a lot of nerves you could have felt heading in, knowing that if it went wrong, then we were going to hear about it for the rest of time. Um, but again, it's, there's just an air of positivity going around the club. Um, so I think a lot of that needs to, a lot of that praise needs to go to Michael Beale again for that. Um, I mean, we look at the season. We were not going in the right direction, unfortunately, under Geo. I thank him for everything he did the season before. A European final, one game away from immortalised in the Rangers history. Um, I think he's he suffered from that second season syndrome, which fair play to the Napoli manager. He seems to be going on a sabbatical year after winning the league. Um, that's, that's a, a real good uh, move for him. Um, so he doesn't need to worry about that second season syndrome when he comes back and goes, well, if we didn't win the season that the league that year, I wasn't even in charge. He kind of sacked me. Um, whereas Gio, after having such a high, those lows felt extremely low and it was hard to come back from. Um, and we could have been stuck in the world. We could have rushed an appointment. We could have made the wrong move. But I think Michael is the right man for the job. Everything he's done so far has been all right with me. Um, I mean, we look at, he took more points than Celtic in the run-in since he came in. Um, they can make their excuses to why that's, that happens, but I mean, he's got us heading in the right direction, he's got the players to buy into everything he's saying, especially when you hear the guys coming in, saying, you know, I, I listened to the manager was telling me, and um, I, it was something I was really interested in, something that I, I want to be pursuing in the rest of my career, being a team that demands so much, um, and a manager that's going to demand in a lot of me, um, I think we're in a real good spot right now, real good headspace, a very good position to really have a, a good go at the league and then we'll see where Europe takes us. I think it's, it's definitely important we try and get some of the cups. If we can get a league, you know, some things can happen, games, bounces, such as so on, football is football. If we could get, we need to at least take cups this season, I think. Although I'm not as worried that we, we're going to have a poor season, I don't think that at all. I think Michael is going to lead us to some real success this season. Let's hope so. Victoria, just to, to finish us up as well, what's your thoughts on the upcoming season? It's It does feel like I was ready for the season to end, but it does feel like an awful long time now. And we've got even longer till we watch Rangers again. But how are you feeling about the, the upcoming season? Honestly, the same as you guys. I think the same as a lot of people are feeling. I feel like this is going to be our season. We're going to see a lot of players come in that have their heads and their hearts both in the game. I'm hoping to get over for a couple of games if I can. I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally don't work on game days. So I can make sure that I watch every single match. That's just that's just a personal thing that I do. But I think one of the biggest things right now and that fans are absolutely loving that's igniting this fire within them for the up and coming season is Rangers are communicating with the fans and they're making the fans feel like, okay, we're just we're not just sitting here ticking away. Okay, is, is it time for us to start yet? And then we come to the games. No, they're communicating. They're telling us, this is what we're doing inside. This is who we're, who we're thinking about getting. And we're, we're almost feeling as we're part of the development for this up and coming season through everything, whether that's changes in the stadium, changes, like you said, to, to adding certain seats, safe standing, whatever it is. There's a passion behind it that really seems to make people think that this is going to be our season. And I feel like it's not only the fans that are feeling that, but the players that are feeling it. And that's going to make it really, really exciting for us. And gosh, I hope I am right. Because if I am right, 
we're going to have quite the Narsa in New York City. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Let's hope so. That's, that's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. It was 56. Um, exactly. Let's, let, let's wrap it up there. Again, thanks for everyone for, for your comments. Um, as always, your likes and, and donations. We, we do really appreciate it. So just going to thank the two guests tonight. Start with Andy. Andy, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mason. Thanks, Victoria. It was a good night. Um, I'm looking forward to these podcasts every week. It makes the that postseason go that wee bit quicker. Um, so we're getting back to watching the famous as, as quickly as possible. Um, just hoping we get back into the stadium as, as close as we can and watch watch our team um, win games and hopefully win some um, silverware this season. Um, yep, loving every every pod I'm on. Thanks to all the listeners again. It, it just shows how how massive our fan base is. Hey, thanks, everyone. Absolutely spot on, Andy and Victoria. Again, thanks so much for coming on tonight. And uh, yeah, give, give obviously Glasgow Rangers Nation a little shout out as well. Where where can the guys watch you? You know your podcast and and what nights you normally stream. So we uh, we do different different nights. We have a podcast coming out tomorrow, which talks all about Narsa. We have a podcast coming out on Sunday, which is going to be really exciting. Um, and I appreciate you guys being so kind and inviting me on here and talking with your fans and all things Rangers. I know it's, it's always nice to have a guest on and get to meet other people from different countries. So it's it's an honor to work with both of you. So thank you so much for taking the time and also tuning into our Glasgow Rangers Nation podcast as well. It's always nice to know that we've got this this connection between all of us. No, absolutely. And uh, definitely be giving that a watch. Um, but again, thanks, Victoria. And we'll be live on again Sunday, uh, hopefully talking about a new signing. Let's, let's hope so. But as always, thanks for listening. Take care.